Welcome back to the third segment of the New Year's Eve edition of Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM920 The Answer. I'm Cleve Gaddis, and you're listening to a show that's sole purpose is to help listeners go from real estate novices to experts. So home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without all the worry that is typical with life's biggest investments. I can remember buying homes over the years and just being scared to death that I was going to make the wrong decision. And that is the purpose of this show. We want to, as much as we possibly can, help you make the right decisions along the way of buying or selling. You can connect with us very, very easily. And we encourage you to do this. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. You can ask questions. You can ask questions you'd like us to answer off air or on air. You can challenge anything we've said on the show. In fact, I get a lot of challenges for things I say on my YouTube channel, and those never, ever bother me. There's lots of different perspectives all around the world, and I love hearing your perspective on things. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight, and you can subscribe to our podcast. We're available on every major podcasting platform, and we would love to have you as a subscriber. Are you confused as to what a 1031 exchange is and how they work? Do you even know what a 1031 exchange is? Well, let's talk about that. And the main purpose of this segment of the show is to help you know, help people learn that if you're working on a 1031 exchange this time of the year, you won't have as long to close on the 1031 exchange as you would in other times of the year. I'll explain that to you in just a moment. It's fairly simple. It, it is actually fairly complicated, but the reason is fairly simple. A 1031 exchange was created when a gentleman of the last name Starker, I don't remember his first name, sued the U.S. government because he exchanged the title of a piece of property he owned for the title of a piece of property owned someone else. And in his mind, there was no gain, meaning in his mind, he didn't actually sell his property and get the money. He just traded it for another property that must have equal value. So he said there's no gain. The U.S. government, when he said it should be a tax-free or a tax-deferred transaction, said, nope. Can you imagine the IRS saying no? How unusual. And so he decided he was going to sue the U.S. government. He was going to sue the IRS, and he won. And 1031 exchanges came in to effect. 1031 is the section, Section 1031 of the Internal Revenue Code. That's where a 1031 exchange come from, but it comes from. But it says you can exchange like-kind properties. You can exchange an investment property for an investment property. So I could exchange an apartment building for a gas station. As long as it, an, it, it is an income-producing property, you could actually do an exchange. You can actually sell your property and buy another property, and you go through a third party called an intermediary. And so let's just say I own a piece of property, and I'm going to buy a property from you, one of my radio listeners. So I put my property under contract, and I sign that contract to the intermediary who sells the property for me. The money gets paid, or my proceeds get paid to the intermediary, so I don't really touch the money. This is called a delayed exchange because you're not doing it simultaneously. Then I have 45 days to identify up to three properties. I'm going to act like today this is the only option that we have. The reality is that you have four or five different ways to do this. I'm going to explain this way because, in my opinion, it's the least complicated. I have up to 45 days to identify three properties, and then I have a total of 180 days from the day I sell the relinquished property, the one I own. 
I have up to 180 days to be able to close on the property that you own that you're selling me. The intermediary, the exchange intermediary is the one who will buy the property. So the proceeds of my sale go to the intermediary. The intermediary closes on the sale of the replacement property and then transfers the title to the replacement property to me. Clear as mud? <laughs> my guess is there are some of you listening who are confused, 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 unless you have an investment property that you intend to sell and you're looking for ways to avoid paying any capital gains taxes or any kind of taxes on the transaction, if at all possible. Um, you're the only people that this would actually pertain to. So if you know a real estate investor, you might want to recommend that they listen to this segment of the show, maybe even subscribe to the podcast. Now, the reason for this segment this time of year is because that 180 days uh, to sell can change just a little bit. So taxpayers, as we mentioned, typically have 45 days to identify the new property and 180 days to complete the exchange. However, for exchanges started between October the 18th of 2022 and December the 31st of 2022, the timeline to complete the exchange is shortened. The tax code states that the new replacement property must be purchased by the earlier of two possible dates. Number one, 180 days after you sell the relinquished property. Or number two, the due date of the taxpayer's return for the taxable year in which the relinquished property was transferred. What this means is a taxpayer who sold real estate and began the 1031 exchange after October 18th must close the new replacement property by the due date of their 2022 tax return, which is, for everybody, April 17th, 2023. So normally you have 180 days to complete a 1031 exchange. This time of year you have less than 180 days because you got to have it filed by the time your tax returns are due. I do believe that if you file an extension, uh, you would have the ability to push that off just a little bit, but I am not absolutely sure. I think it might be as late as June the 10th if you decide to extend your tax return for next year. 1031 exchanges are very worthwhile. I have seen, unfortunately, though, a couple of 1031 exchanges that have gone bad, and I don't mean gone bad and they fell apart, meaning the investor who was selling the property was, was in my opinion, too motivated to save taxes on their gain. And so they bought a property that turned out not to be the best investment. They paid too much. They might have gotten it at a little bit less than desirable condition. And so I say you need to be careful and don't let the time frames of a 1031 exchange force you into a situation where you may very well buy something that is not the best investment for you. Sometimes it makes more sense to sell the property, pay the capital gains tax. How would that work, by the way? You, when you sell a property, it's an investment property that you've owned for 10 years, say you would have two different types of taxes. You would have capital gains taxes that would be due on the difference between what you sold the property for and your initial purchase price, plus all the investments you had made in the property over time. So let's say, for example, you had a $100,000 capital gain. You would pay capital gains taxes on that. That, and then you would also have what's called recoupment. Uh, no, what's called, what is it called? I cannot remember the name of it. I'm totally drawing a blank right now, but it is the tax that is charged on depreciation. It's called recapture. I knew it would come to me in just a minute. It's called recapture tax. And so if you own investment property, basically depreciation is actually forced on you by the government. So if you don't take it, you're going to pay tax on it anyway. So you might as well take it on your tax return. It's one of the reasons that owning an investment property is such a good thing because you have a non-cash expense that you get to deduct. So you don't pay it, but you get to deduct it from your profitability. And when you sell, you would pay 
recapture tax on that, which I believe is at a rate of 25%. If you're thinking of selling your home anytime in the next six months, we believe we can sell your home for $28,000 more than your neighbor. Yep, you heard that right. If your next-door neighbor's house sold for $500, we believe we can sell yours for $528 or $530. Two things are going to make that happen. Number one, a customized maximum value plan, which is like an appraisal on steroids. The only place you can get them is from... Gaddis Group at Remax Center through Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, and you can participate in our R&R program. You rest and relax while we rehab and refresh. We will provide up to fifteen thousand uh, dollars in incentives to give you money to allow you to update your homes and basically reposition it in the market, so that the first buyer walks in wants to pay and pay your price. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S radio.com. Click on sell for $28,000 more. Put your information in, and believe it or not, you might actually hear from me because I love to talk to people who listen to this radio show. I love nothing more than to help people make the best decisions when it comes to buying or selling real estate. If you've just joined us, Atlanta, you are listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. You're listening to the New Year's Eve edition on New Year's Eve morning. Tomorrow will be 2023. We wish everybody who's listening and those who are not listening a very, very safe and healthy and happy New Year. Our heart is with anybody that's struggling this holiday season. I know it's very common for people to struggle sometimes emotionally, mentally during the holiday season, and we send a ton of love and good wishes out to anybody that is having any type of struggle during this holiday season. Have you been searching for a home from your sofa, and are you curious about 3D virtual tours you see online? Are you wondering if maybe they bring in more offers, bring in more views, or maybe higher offers? We've got a listener question from Charles and Johns Creek. It says, are 3D tours really that important when listing and selling a home in this market? We listed and sold our home with your company. You not only did that, but you did a drone video too. I believe we had a lot more showings than our neighbors. And Charles, I would say that is probably true. While I don't have specific information to compare the number of showings you had for your home with the number of showings your neighbors had, I mean, I could get that, but I don't have it in front of me. My guess is that is true. Uh, the first study used as an academic statistical analysis of MLS transaction data says listings with a 3D virtual tour sold for up to 9% higher and closed up to 31% faster. Over 90% of the listings with 3D tours used a Matterport tour. I will tell you the number, the percentage of listings that use a Matterport 3D virtual reality tour is still very small. A second study analyzed one of the MLS data sets of the same metropolitan area in the South but used more traditional comparative market techniques, similar to how a real estate agent looks for comps. And the study showed that homes with a Matterport 3D digital twin virtual tour sold 20% faster, fewer days on the market, a variety of factors going to how long a property stays on the market, you know, such as it is its sales price. 3D is fast becoming necessary tool in real estate property promotion. On average, listings with 3D tours close at 4 to 9% higher sales price, depending upon the market, close 31% faster in the South, sold 20% faster, less days on the market in a national study for 4.8% more. So the reality is, even though in my teaser acted like they might not have helped the sales price, the reality is Matterport 3D virtual reality tours do help, and that is one of the things that we provide. It comes at no additional cost to you, so we pay the cost. You get the 4.8% more sales price. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, we're featuring Seven Oaks and Alpharetta. Amazon is shutting down a Kennesaw facility, and 
What's your winter home selling checklist? Stick with us. We'll be back. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 